Well, we want to welcome you to the Awakening Moments podcast today. And we are ready to dive into another awesome conversation. Rhonda, I feel like today there might be a little bit of conviction involved into today's conversation. This is going to be one of those. Oh, it's going yeah, to go there. It's going to hit hard. It's, it's going to hit hard. You ready? We're ready for it, Laura. You ready for it? Yeah. Okay, let's dive in. Well, I was having a, a conversation with a friend and um, we were just having a conversation about some of the things that she had been going through and she's been going through a really, really difficult time. Um, in a work situation. And I mean, it's, it's been so hard that, you know, for her, it's been like a breaking point, a, literally a breaking point. And, you know, as she was talking about the situation, you know, I could relate to some different things that I've been through as well that I just felt like, oh my goodness, I don't know if I'm going to make it through this. You know, when you hit those crisis moments in life and you feel like, you know, up until that time, maybe your life has been like pretty okay. Uh, you know, and I know everyone's different. Maybe some people's lives started really, really hard. We've all had trials, but depending on your story, like I didn't really hit a crisis personally until quite a few years into my life, probably around the age of like 35 before I sort of hit like a breaking point crisis. And so anyway, she was kind of walking through a similar situation and she made this comment in the midst of it. And, you know, she kind of just said, you know, but once I get to the other side, like I'll be stronger for it, you know? And as she said it, like something hit me. And I thought, I thought about even like this cultural idea. We say it all the time, this phrase, like if it doesn't kill you, it makes you stronger. You know, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. This whole idea about, you know, that in order for us to make the most out of breaking moments, the hardest times in our life, we have to come out stronger for it. Um, you know, we even use the the analogy, and I don't know if this is absolutely true. I haven't checked it, um, you know, factually, but like they say that when a bone breaks and then it resets, it's stronger than it was before, apparently, right? Mm -hmm. So we use all these analogies for like emotional healing and all this stuff and, you know, I'll be better and I'll be stronger after. Anyways, while we're having this conversation, I just, you know, was, was looking at the beauty that has come out of the brokenness of this situation. Both of us were talking about this and, you know, God has worked such beautiful things in and through this very, very difficult and very devastating circumstance. And I was reflecting on my own life and how God has done that very thing as well. And I know you could say the same, that almost like through the hardest and the most difficult times, obviously not right when I'm in the midst of the circumstance, but as I begin to come through the circumstance, there's this beauty that begins to emerge out of the brokenness. Like, you know, it's like that, that analogy of the tapestry, like in the back of the tapestry, this ginormous mess, but on the other side, like something so beautiful that has been created in the midst, you know? And I think that is just the heart and the redemption of God to take the hardest things that we go through and make something beautiful out of it. And so even as I say that, if you're listening today and you're in the middle, you're like literally in the hardest time of your life. You're walking through that breaking moment. You feel broken. You feel like it's just never going to get better. I just, I really want to encourage you that with God, something spectacularly beautiful can come out of the ashes of what the enemy means for harm. God wants to make for good in your life and he wants to make something beautiful out of it in the midst. Well, in the middle of this conversation, as she kind of says, you know, 
yeah, like I'll be stronger for it. Like once I get through, I'll, I'll be stronger. And, and I just stopped because I literally something, it was literally like I could feel something come over my body, like just something subtle in my spirit. And I thought, and I said to her, what if that's not the point? <laughs> What if you're actually not meant to come out of this stronger than you were before? And I started to think about my own life, you know, and how so often I think as women, we feel like we have to be the strong ones in the family. We feel like we have to endure and take all of the brunt of whatever it is that's going on. And we have to kind of carry it on our shoulders and we have to carry everyone through. And we feel like we're the strong one of the family. It could be, you know, uh, something we take on as young children, firstborns. We're both firstborns in our family. Um, you know, wanting to please people around us, wanting to please our parents, wanting to project, you know, I'm good. Everything's good. It's okay. Don't worry about me. I've got it. You know, all of these sort of strength, um, things are placed on our shoulders. And also I know for myself, sometimes I can even feel like that's the better way to live. Do you know what I mean? Like I, I take on this yoke thinking like, oh, it's better to be strong in the midst of a difficult mm -hmm. circumstance. But as we were sitting in this moment and I was just looking at the beauty, like it was almost like I could just see so much beauty in the brokenness mm -hmm. and just thought, what if the point is not about being stronger on the other side but what if the the actual strength is in the brokenness what if the strength is in the vulnerability what if the strength is in the humility what if there's actually part of the breaking is the breaking of this need to be strong all the time and it was hitting me like it was hitting me so personally as we were having this conversation together and same for her she was like oh my gosh like oh my gosh like we were both just having this moment together and i instantly thought of the fruit of the spirit the fruit of the spirit the evidence of the spirit of god in us is love and joy and peace and kindness and gentleness and faithfulness like it's all the gentle things strength wasn't one of them <laughs> Like strength wasn't one of the fruit of the evidence of the spirit of God. Like, honestly, this all just hit me. And I thought, let's dive into this conversation mm -hmm. today because I felt convicted by this. I felt like, oh my goodness, how often have I just wanted to push through difficult things to get to the other side, back to a strength posture, a strength image, mm -hmm. a strength position rather than actually recognizing the beauty in all of the gentleness and all of the soft side of the evidence of the spirit of God within us and the beauty of what God wants to do in our lives through vulnerability and through brokenness. That is, that is beautiful. Yeah. It's going right to my spirit because I identify the same. I love strength. I love strength. I love might. I even love the scriptures that talk about God's greatness, like him just magnificent, taking out the enemy and the authority and the, just the strength that he gives. However, this is not diminishing the strength of God, but this is showing us, for me, as you're talking, Lori, I realize it's the source of strength. And like even what is the source? What is our source of strength? Exactly. Like my focus is I need to be strong. Like that's exactly where it's going through. Instead of God, you're the joy of the Lord is my strength. That fruit of the spirit is my strength. Now against the enemy, 
we come with all for like we're fierce with the enemy but god is calling us to use his strength to be a part of his but i always de- I, honestly it's probably my default is my strength it's about the source so i want to be strong i want to have that image of that i can handle anything i can just get through it but my source is in self-sufficiency it's in my own independence which is just stinking pride and it's just that is destructive it's actually destructive uh, the authority, the true authority that comes from being authentic and vulnerable and transparent with God is that we come under his strength. We come under his authority. We come under his alignment, dependency on him. But this self-sufficiency and this dependency of my own strength, it really has never left good fruit in my life. And I identify with that because that would literally be my bait would be to be like, okay, I've just got this. I've got this. Instead of God, how do you have this? And I'm going to come under you and operate in and through your spirit and strength. It's interesting to think of Eve, right? In the garden again. And like almost imagine the tree with the apples with words written on them. You yeah, know, so strength. True. Like it's almost like the temptation, the bait is like bite the apple of strength. You've got this. You can do this. Like whatever situation, you you know, we, I mean, we joke all the time, how many hats we wear, how many different (laughs) skills we need to even (laughs) do this, this job that we do. And we joke about all these things, but like, I think often there's like this invitation from the enemy, this like lure of the enemy to be like, bite the apple of strength again. You got this, you got this, you don't need God. But literally what you just said It's all about God's strength. God is the mighty one. God is our strength. And so when we bite it, we're literally wanting to be like God. We're taking Mm. his attribute. We're taking his quality, the one we're supposed to be completely submitted to and working through. And we're actually saying, no, I want that for myself. Like that's Mm. our knowledge of good and evil. Do you know what I mean? That's our moment of like saying, no, I want that for myself. I am strong. I'm going to be strong for my family. I'm going to be strong in my job. I'm going to be strong. I'm going to always perceive, you know, a, a posture of strength an image of strength, whatever it is. And I'm, I'm doing this for other people. Like we can even make it sound really like I'm just doing, I don't want to be a bother to anybody. Oh, I don't want, you know, we can make it sound really <laughs> sacrificial and we can even like spend time in oh, our yeah. own minds it being really indulgent about it. Like, look at what I've done for my family. Look at, honestly, I can find myself kind of wallowing really in that get sometimes affirmed through it, get affirmed Absolutely. through it, wallowing in it. It's look at all I do. I'm the only, you know, like we can, there's a lot of like that. You know? <laughs> oh, I've been there. I've been there. Like there's a lot yeah, of yeah. that in it, but, oh yeah. but honestly the recognition of wow. like, wow, how often are we actually taking from God what he has meant for us to come under the fullness of his submission? It is his joy that is our strength. Like what a beautiful, beautiful, humble way. And even as you were talking about authority, like I just remembered again, because this one is just resonating with me so, so deeply in this season, but like that our authority comes through servanthood. Mm -hmm. Like our authority literally the authority that Christ has given us through the cross. Like he, he has said, I have given you authority. Like it's, 
It's his authority. It's not ours. It's his. He's given it to us to walk in. But it comes through the exact means that he showed us when he came on the earth. And that is to be a servant to all. Like that is to lay down our lives, to consider others as better than ourselves, to walk in humility. Like that's how we actually have the fullness of the authority, not the opposite, not the taking of, not the independence, not the self-sufficiency, not all of that space that can look like authority but actually the truest spiritual authority comes in the exact opposite way and it does come i really do believe it does come through these breaking moments you know even as we referenced the story of jacob from genesis like we saw a breaking moment a breaking moment where he literally lays down before his brother in absolute submission and humility you know we see the prodigal son returning to the father lays down and he's the son but he says like i've i've come as a servant like the posture of humility recognition like i am not worthy i lay my i posture myself and is established back in the authority of the household the inheritance and all that comes with that right so we see like that is how but man we mix that up again and again and again and culture the message of culture i think is constantly be stronger, do better, do more, like it is. And you're affirmed. Like it's an affirmed characteristic. If you're strong, people validate it, affirm it. So it can be very self-indulgent to be like, sweet, makes me feel good that people see me this way. And it's destructive. But isn't that like the enemy? He takes an attribute of God and like you're talking about Eve in the garden and just twist it versus it is ours. Strength is a provision of God. Authority is a provision of God, but it's a provision of God's. It's not ours to take. It's not, it's unholy to take it, to touch it versus that humble. So, you know, I think we've talked about this before and I love this. On the outside, it can look the same. Someone operating with great strength can look the same. But when you actually look in, when God sees not the outward, but the heart, he sees the posture he sees the spirit. He sees if he's the source or if flesh is the source. It really has to do with God being the central focus of where we are dependent. And from that place on the outside, we can move through things that would seem impossible. But we do it with great dependency on God. And we do it with great humility, great gentleness, great tenderness, not dismissing how we feel. I, we're not dismissing. We're not spiritualizing emotions here. Like, Tough seasons are tough seasons. You don't spiritualize. If I can just give a caution here, please don't spiritualize it when you're going through something. Talk to someone you trust that can pray for you, but be honest. We need to get those things out. That's authentic. That's being true. That's actually practicing being authentic of what we're feeling from that place we can lay it down and walk through a journey of healing, walk through a journey of surrender so we can rise in the strength of God that comes through joy. We can walk in the authority of God that comes through servanthood and submission. We can walk in the tenderness and gentleness of God because it's him moving through broken earthly vessels. It's not us trying to patch up our pieces saying, look at me. God wants to be the center focus. And you're right. There's these seasons that God allows to transpire in our hearts and our lives to actually show us we are not able to carry the weight. We're not all that in a bag of chips. We're not all that in a bag of chips. No, <laughs> we need to lay it 
down. Mm, that's so good. That's so good. Okay. Can you just circle back for a second? Cause I think you said something really good there. And when you just said like, I just want to caution you, like don't over spiritualize your circumstance. Can you just dig into that a little bit more? Cause I think we can, I think we can do that sometimes. Right. And we can kind of get ourselves in a little bit off track. Can you just explain that a little bit more? What well, that might look like? Yeah, exactly. Because I think when we think about, especially being a Christian, you know, you want to you want to see everything through the lens of God. And spiritually, you really want to do what's honoring to God. And what's really honoring to God is being open and honest. He sees, I would say, he sees everything anyway. He sees what we're so thinking. So you're talking about like we're not feeling. denying. Exactly. Not denying what we're really going and, through. Ex- not like over-spiritualizing, exactly. like saying like, oh, like this is like... I'm winning, like I'm on the winning side, you yeah. know, victory is mine only, but in the mid, but being honest about like, like your actually friend the saying, brokenness yeah, of, yeah. yeah. Like your friend saying, listen, I'm going through a really hard time at work and it's breaking me. Like I, I'm really struggling here. Like I, whether I'm feeling depressed, I'm feeling anxious, I'm feeling fearful, I'm feeling depleted. I'm, I, I need to be honest with that. And we need each other to be able to come and just be honest, have someone pray for us and to begin to let the word of God, let the spirit of God begin to restore. But if we're not honest with those places, the spiritualizing of it actually makes us more dysfunctional (laughs) and more unhealthy. God wants us to rise from authenticity to authority, not just it's very good. You know, that's really, but we don't, he doesn't want us just to stay in that place of like, oh, I'm weak, I'm tired, I'm stressful. We may have the emotions, but as we've said, our heart, those are not always the truths. We may feel that way and we've got to begin to walk in a place of freedom, but that's a journey and it looks different for everybody and it doesn't just go away. It's literally of being recaptured by the love of God and the grace of God, but we need to be honest with what we're facing. We really do. That's really good. You touched on another really, I think, maybe even a bit of an awakening moment too when you talked about like we're not, this is our temptation continually, we're not to take what is God's for ourselves and say like I, da 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 da, I am strong, I, but it's, the, the strength belongs to God. And I, I just had this picture of like, you know, if I bought my son or my daughter a gift and I had it all wrapped up and I had their name on it and it was sitting on my bed and their birthday was like, let's say the next day or in a week and they came into my room and they saw this gift and their name is on it. It's, they know it belongs to theirs and they took the gift and they opened it. I would be so upset. I'd be so upset because it's totally different to take something, even if it belongs to you, even if your name is on it and it belongs to you, then to receive it. For me, I, I bought the gift. I wrapped the gift. I put their name on it. And it, when I hand it to them and they receive that gift from me, they receive it from me in the rightful order and in the right Right? I just had that moment when you said take. There's a difference between taking and receiving what God has rightfully given us. But we have to receive it from him, not take it for ourselves, not take it off the tree and bite the strength and say, it's mine. I want to be like God. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do this. No, we have to wait. We have to wait until we receive it from him. It's a totally, wouldn't you be so mad? If you like put all that time so upset. into buying yes. a special gift. Oh, yes, of course. And they just went and opened it. And oh they were like, goodness, thank you course. so much. This is amazing. I love it. You and you're like, from work and they had all the paper. And you'd be like, what? You'd be so upset yep, there's because a timing. It's, a, it's different. Yep. It's totally then different. But really, it's <gasps> the same thing so in the end. Good. It's the exact same thing. They get the shoes. They get the shoes. It's totally different. 
That is profound. Well, there's our awakening moment. Both of us have our mouths open. You can't see us because she can only hear us. So good. I know because both so of us, we, we, we love to give gifts to our kids. Yes. But there's an order. There's an order. There's a way. There's a way. So receiving mm. from is a completely different posture than taking and own and the ownership. Mm. This is mine. I, I, I'm going to be strong. I, 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 wow. or God, is well, it God's strength? This is such an awakening. Cause even that scripture talks about in Isaiah, those that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strengths. The weight, the weight to receive the weight, because when he gives, he gives with full measure. There's no partiality. He gives lavishly, abundantly more than we can ever ask or imagine. But what does he say? Wait, I call you wait upon the Lord. Wait, seek him. Open your hands. Don't pick. I love that analogy. I think I'm walking away too. If I'm, if I just want to take tree. that, get to that tree, <laughs> I want to take my apple. Yeah. I want to take the apple. I love taking my own apple, picking my own apple. What do you want? What do you want? Yeah, I want to pick Whatever my own. Whatever you want. What if I, I want to pick my own? I don't want, I want what you have. So I'm going to pick. Like seriously, if we just think about that. Success, provision. What do we want? Healing. I want it. I want it. I I want want it my way. I want it now. I want it to look this way. I want it now. Wait upon the Lord. Yeah. Oh, this is a good one. I'm going to be sitting this for a while. I think I'm going to be having to slap my hand many times from grabbing the tree. I'm probably going to still take lots of apples, but I'm going to try. Like, honestly, it's going to be a visual for me to be like, take the hand down. <laughs> take the hand down. Yeah. It's, not, it's not your tree. Yeah. It's it's the garden God's allowed me to, he's brought me into this garden, but it's his tree. It's his things. Everything what, I what have. What did he, he actually said? Do not eat from it. <laughs> and we're still doing it. He said, do not it. touch it. Oh, don't eat don't from do it. it Laura. Don't touch we it. We got to stop giving Eve a bad name because honestly, I, we're still eating the apples. We're still taken from the spiritual trees that aren't ours to touch. Yeah. They're holy. They're not ours to touch. They're not ours to touch. So, so good. Wow. All right. So strength in vulnerability. Let's talk a little bit about this. I know this would be a place of like somewhat weakness for us. I don't even know where the right people to talk about <laughs> vulnerability. As I, as I giggle, we should have had a guest speaker today. This, but, but we giggle through this. But but oh. honestly, like there's been a breaking. Like there's been Absolutely. a breaking for both of us. Like we've been through things and allowed like allowed god's mercy to break us Mm -hmm. to break pride to break self-sufficiency to break um you know i i know and i know for years we've joked about like you know submission and like we're not good at all these things but the but the reality of like how we walk out our lives although these are wrestles their wrestles we're very aware of Mm -hmm. And the wrestles we really hold in tension mm-hmm. um, because we understand that actually true freedom does come through submission. True freedom does come through laying down. Mm-hmm. True freedom does come through serving each other mm-hmm. and um, through serving our families, through serving the church, through serving the Lord. Like it, it, there is true authority that comes. We've learned these things. We're walking these things. We're practicing these things imperfectly. Yes, but we're practicing these things. So let's just talk a little bit about that strength in brokenness, that strength in vulnerability, that strength in the tenderness and the tender side of God and kind of how that plays out in our lives. 
Yeah, because those are not easy. They're not easy areas to go through. And I, I know everyone has different journeys. and tra- Some are very transparent, very vulnerable. That's not been an easy place for me. And I think we've also, for myself, speaking of myself, I've had to find places to practice this. So even you as listeners to our podcast, this is a very intentional space mm. to be vulnerable. There's things I've shared on here. When I sometimes walk away, I'm like, why did I just say that? <laughs> oh my goodness. I, I think you're you're pretty like you're you're more vulnerable than you realize. There's probably still a lot that you're that you're not sh- like still yeah. processing on your own, but you're you're pretty open and vulnerable yeah, too and it's about inten- a lot of things. Yeah, and it's pretty this is intentional. I remember when you brought up podcasting, we're like, you know, this is an opportunity to really talk through heart issues and spiritual, like all of it together. And that was really scary for me because I'm very private. So this is an intentional space to practice because if it's not something you do naturally, you have to find intentional places to practice it. Like, and it will become natural. Now you'll go through breaking seasons where you'll have a choice. You become bitter and hard or you become broken and tender. Like you don't really have a middle ground. I can name them on my hand the amount of times, but on my everyday, I want to be in that posture. So when those seasons come or have come, I've learned from them. And I know there's a, I don't want to say a better way of doing this because it's not about perfection, but we can grow and mature and become much more established in our faith and our trust and our honesty to be able to walk through these things with less pain that the season already brings on itself. Because actually when I've done it, a way that hasn't been vulnerable, when I've done it in a way that I've tried to do in my own way, I've actually reaped way more hardship on myself. I've made it so much harder on myself and actually probably made it a much longer season because had I been honest and open in it, I would have asked for help, which I don't do easily. I would have probably become more intimate in my relationships, more dependent, had a closer community. I did a lot of my own and it ended up being a painful, lonely journey. And that's not how God intended it. But also God wants us to grow from those places of authenticity, from those places of brokenness to walk in authority. But like we're saying, it's not about us though. It's about the source, but we have to learn through it that God is the same God in the authentic moments as he is in the authoritative moments. I need to rely as much as I do on God to keep me aware and transparent and honest as I do to be like, God, I need to raise, be raised in, risen in strength by you, not by myself. So it ends and starts and is always about God moving in and through. But I would say those are some of the things I've learned and continue to learn. I think being a part of a life group has been really, really, uh, it's been critical as a leader, especially it's easy to lead people and to be helping others and to really not have intentional spaces where you do that yourself. And being able to, even I know you and Jason are amazing at bringing like resources or books to be able to go to those areas of your life that, you know, I am masterful at having a new narrative or suppressing. We've talked about this really of not coming to terms, just totally reframing it versus being like, no, I need to be honest with this because it's going to bite me somewhere. It's going to knit me. And you know what? I have to be emotionally healthy. I need to be physically healthy. I need to be mentally healthy. And I need to be spiritually healthy. They all work together. We're spirit, soul, mind, and body to love the Lord our God with all of those things. And so those emotional, vulnerable places are part of worship to God. And so we need to be honest and open, but then we need to allow, like we're saying, to lay down and receive the true gift of healing that God wants to bring. Yes. Yes. How would you, how would you say to some of those areas in your own life? Yeah, for sure. I think similarly, similarly. So like, uh, 
embracing the opportunity to reach out for help, ask people for prayer, say, this is what's going on. Um, you know, would you pray for me about this? I think that's honestly a beautiful space of vulnerability. Um, you know, one of the things that I find again and again and again is that I learn and I glean from others who do this. And I think I get, I, I, my role and my job kind of gives me an inside view because so many people come and meet with me and want to talk to me about, you know, the, the most difficult things that they're going through. But every single time, like I use those opportunities as a way to learn, you know, that they're setting an example of that vulnerability and then finding those people that I can do that with too. Because the reality is, and you just mentioned that, um, is that for you and for I, like when we're in a role like this, we're often the one that other people are coming to. And that it just is part of our job. Like it's part of what we do. It's an honor. It's such an, it's such a privilege and such an honor to be able to walk with people in their most difficult things. But I think that then doesn't lend itself to having too many places to be able to get that for yourself, right? Because again, sometimes that's not the appropriate place. Sometimes it is. Sometimes if you have a relationship with those people, but sometimes that's not the appropriate place, like people who come to your church or whatnot, right? But um, but I think I just love how much I learn from those who lean into those spaces so, so well. And then being intentional to craft those for myself through mentors, making sure that I have mentors, people I trust in my life, people who understand what we do, and then being able to lean into those, listen to them, glean from them, share from them, like what I'm going through, what's on my heart, um, having spaces I trust of people outside of our environment and being able to lean into that and have heart to heart conversations. I think all of those are really, really good. But like for me, it's funny because I wouldn't say that I'm an overly, like I don't necessarily share a lot about what I'm going through like right off the top, but I have absolutely no problem sharing about anything. I just need a little bit of time that's kind of how I, I process things. I need a little bit of time with someone. So for having a short conversation, it's not going to come out. But if we have a little bit of time to kind of unpack and get to some of the heart and the depth and the vulnerability of what I'm going through, I don't struggle to share it. it j- I just need a little bit of time to get there. And that's kind of how I'm wired because I am a bit more of an internal processor. I process much more inside my mind, inside my heart, and then in journaling. But um, given a little bit of time with someone, oh, I don't really have a problem sharing or talking about it. It's just, I need the time. So that's kind of what it looks like for me, but I totally, totally agree. Those spaces are really, really important. Life groups are awesome, awesome spaces to be able to, you know, just, and when we say life group, we're using this kind of term, but but gathering with a group of trusted friends, like gathering a few trusted friends, like girls night, whatever it is, but just having those spaces just to say, Hey, like I'm really struggling, like in my marriage, I'm really struggling breaking through in this area of my life. I, you know, and then the other part for me is that I kind of have some different friends and different groups of people for different things. Maybe I want to go on a health journey and I just want to like exercise more and want some accountability in that. I want to be a little bit vulnerable in that space. Well, I have a couple of friends who like I have a relationship around that. So I'll reach out to them and we'll, you know, go on an accountability journey together. You know, I might have other friends that it's about kids and parenting mm-hmm. and it's a group of mom friends and I reach out to them when there's like mom struggles. So I think sometimes it looks different for everybody and how that is, but it's to find those relationships in your life, people you trust, people to be able to talk about. And the other thing I think that's important is like, I think it's great to have 
an open relationship with your husband and be able to talk about everything with them. But I think it's also important to have someone outside of your husband too, because depending on the relationship that you have, that's only one perspective. I think it's sometimes good to bring in a couple of outside perspectives outside of your family unit, like even your your biological family, like your mom or your, I think sometimes to have someone just from the outside to be able to bring in some prayer for you, some wisdom, um, and even just to listen, even if they're not even bringing, but just to listen, it can be really, really helpful. So those would be a couple of the things that, that I would say and that I've learned and am continuing to learn. But this is a growing area for me too. Oh yeah. yeah. This is, and so I think once again, we're saying like intentionality. I think it's one baby step at a time. It's one decision at a time to say, I'm going to, I'm going to do this different. Or I'm going to pursue, maybe there's a mentor, maybe you're not connected to church, and or maybe there's a friend that you know you you hold back, and maybe you do go to a life group, but you never share. Maybe your step is to actually share. Share what you're going through. You may sit there and everyone shares to you, but you just are quiet. Maybe this is your next step, is to be able to let people in. And uh, it comes, you know, not everyone gets access to all of your heart, but God will show you those. Like you said, it could be one person at this time. It could be you've got maybe three or four around you. They're like, okay, this person, I could be authentic with this. And maybe for this, like I, I actually have maybe a few more than I realize. But God will show you. And I think it's an intentional journey for us to be really authentic and also to have people around us that can say, okay, but this is what God, this is who God is in you. And uh, to be able to walk in the fullness of that too. So, so good. So as we're closing today, we just want to remind you, like your father has every provision available for you to receive. I love that we're talking about not taking, but coming to his table. His table. His table. And he serves what we need. And he knows exactly what we need in the measure we need. He's perfect, perfectly loves us. And his ways are perfect. So come to his table. Receive what he has for you. And he loves you greatly. That's right. And if this conversation has resonated with you today, like you feel like similarly to what Rhonda and I expressed, like, you know, you're always the strong one. You're always a strong one in your family. You're always the strong one of your friends. Um, you know, maybe it's time if you've gone around that mountain again and again and again and again, maybe it's time to put that down and exchange your strength for God's strength turn northward see jesus he has a gift for you i think we've had some profound profound awakening moments in today's conversation thanks for joining us